You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 177. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the work I do. This is where coaching meets psychology and psychology meets brain science. And this is where your problem ends, my friend. So get comfortable, get ready to be coached today. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you, as always, by The Freedom Group, a monthly membership for smart women just like you who are finally ready to stop overeating from stress and habit and learn how to make space for more happiness in their life. You can learn more about The Freedom Group in the show notes of this episode. All right. I hope right now, as you are listening to me, that you are safe and that you are healthy and that you are taking care of yourself and managing any fear that you have and any anxiety that you have, and that you're able to still keep moving forward, living your life, even if it's a different version of how you lived before. Well, today we're going to talk about conflict, dealing with conflict with other people without eating. How many of you who are listening to me eat because you think conflict is scary? Are you one of those people who would do just about anything to avoid a conflict, including and especially eat something when you're not hungry to feel better? Today, we're going to get and give a dose of the truth. And here it is. As long as you are connected to other humans, you will experience conflict. We each have our own perspective, right? Thoughts, feelings, desires, the way we look at the world. So isn't it natural that we all don't agree on everything? Of course not. So the problem is not that there's conflict but that you think there shouldn't be any. We each have our own brains and our brains give us views of the world that are all different. So sometimes we collide with each other and this is inevitable. And yes, this is uncomfortable. What is conflict? Well, if you Google it, you're going to find that it's a serious disagreement or argument, typically not just for a moment, but over a period of time. It also means to be incompatible with someone or something, to clash with it, to feel at odds. Now, conflicts can either be within you, like when you have your own mental back and forth internal conflict, or they can involve several people or groups. It could be a physical or an emotional or an intellectual conflict. So if conflict is just a part of life and if it's natural, is conflict bad? Conflict can be uncomfortable. And for many of you listening to me, it can feel scary. It can bring up really strong emotions that make it feel like it is a really bad thing. Part of this comes because most of us are not taught how to process strong feelings. We're not taught 
how to take conflict less personally. So now as an adult, what I want to lead you toward is the conclusion that it's time to make peace with the idea that discomfort from conflict doesn't mean that it's bad. Even feeling scared or hurt or distressed isn't necessarily bad. Remember from the work that we've done together so far that you know your feelings don't come from other people or even from the conflict, but they come from what you think about people and situations. So conflict, even though many of you instinctually avoid it, it's not necessarily bad. It can actually introduce you to new ideas or new ways of thinking or new ways of doing things. It can create a bond once the conflict is, is resolved with whoever you had a conflict with. If you look at it from a thinking perspective, take it apart, look at it, what makes it happen, right? What makes a conflict happen? The main thing here, the fact is that two people might have two different thoughts and then they both argue that it shouldn't be this way. You might think, oh, they should be doing this or they should definitely not do that, or I shouldn't have to do this. We think they should just understand, or why don't they just blank, fill in the blank, right? They just don't get it. They hurt my feelings. I hate it when they say or do that. They'll never change, and it's frustrating. So think about yourself. What about you? What are some of your sources of conflict? When I ask you that, which people or situations come to your mind? Think about the last time you bumped into conflict and you went to eat to feel better. So where do you usually experience it and with who? Where you hear yourself thinking or feeling some of what I just mentioned? Where you turn to eating as a way to cope? Now I'm going to bet that it's probably some of your closest relationships that have the biggest impact on how you view conflict and how you cope, and of course, whether you turn to food or not. And some of those obviously are parent-child relationships, whether you're the parent or the child, romantic partner relationships, close friend relationships, immediate family, people living under the same roof with you, work relationships that matter to you, you know, your closest coworkers or boss or supervisor or your team. Think about somebody who you've had a conflict with recently and what happened. What are your own biggest triggers? Is it an argument with someone? Is it the thought that you've been disrespected? Maybe somebody's ignoring you or ignoring a request that you've made. Maybe there's a relationship in your life that has ongoing stress or disagreement, and you think that it just doesn't seem resolvable to you. Do you worry about somebody else's actions? What else can you think of right now when I ask you about conflict in your life? When you feel these ways that we just talked about, ignored or disrespected, what does all this mean? When you're feeling conflict, there's something unspoken going on. And it always begins with you, believe it or not. I know you think it's them, but hear me out here. If you're thinking any of those thoughts that we talked about, or feeling any of those strong emotions about what they should or shouldn't do or say, it means something. It means that you have rules for them, whoever they are. 
Usually, these are unspoken rules. And when they don't honor these unspoken rules, you think something's wrong and you get upset that they aren't acting the way they should. Thinking that leads to strong feelings that you just don't want to feel because it would be so much easier if they could all just see the world the way you do. And think about it. This is why we get so excited when we connect with someone who does see the world the way we do. We feel like we just found our long-lost sister, our new best friend. But some people don't. They just don't see what you see. They don't think what you think. And when that happens, you might think, we're just not getting along. And when you think that, that thought brings up all kinds of feelings and questions. You might not know how to resolve what's between you, you probably don't know how to let it go. So when this happens, why is it so uncomfortable? It's so uncomfortable because of what you make the conflict mean. You make it mean, you interpret it to mean something like this. If he or she doesn't agree with me and do what I want or what I think they should do, then that might mean he doesn't love me or she doesn't respect me or he doesn't think I'm smart, or she doesn't think I'm worth keeping around, or I might be replaced at work or in a relationship, or she just let me down. So those are the things we might think. But let's go a little deeper here. What are we really saying when we feel these ways? We're saying to ourselves things like, I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't feel worthy of their love. I don't feel deserving of respect. I don't know if I deserve this job. I'm not smart enough to keep this person happy, and maybe I'm not a good enough parent. You feel bad about yourself, and the conflict highlights that. So how do I know this is true? That you're the one really feeling unlovable or unworthy or disrespected, and that it isn't the other person making you feel that way? Here's how I know. Because not every single person who has that same conflict or argument would feel the same way you do. If you're an emotional leader, look at your habit when you have a conflict with other people. Something happens, just a fact, something that everybody would agree on. But then there's your thought, what you think about it, what you think about the relationship between you and that person. And that creates what you feel. They don't create what you feel. You create it with your thinking, your feelings about fearing your status with them. Are you loved? Do they want you in their life? Do they see your value? And whatever feeling you're creating, if it's uncomfortable, that's when you're likely to go to food. If you're an emotional eater, meaning do you use food for other things than hunger to feel different emotionally? And if you do, this is when you go to food because you want comfort. You want relief from the conflict because you don't think there should be any conflict, right? And when we're young, we're taught we should get along with everyone. We should be happy all the time. And then we bump into real life and it's not that way. So when you're having conflict now, you're making it mean something negative about you. And that doesn't feel good. And that's what you're looking for relief from with food. You've trained yourself to think that eating will help. Even though you know, you know that's not true. And you surely know it's not true after you do it. 
But in that moment, you're so uncomfortable that you want a quick out. And that involves that trip to the kitchen. You go to food because it's your habit and you haven't examined that habit or made a conscious decision about how you'll handle conflict. So let's talk about how you can choose to view conflict intentionally, right? So first, we want to just establish the premise that conflict, if you're alive and you're human and you're here listening to me, conflict is a part of life. It's normal. It's natural. With regard to other people, remember that different people have different thoughts and feelings and perspectives. They come from different backgrounds. They learned different things. Of course, it's to be expected. We're not all alike, no matter how much we like or love someone. This is a part of life. It's a part of relationships, all relationships. So the important thing is to know that when you're feeling conflicted with another person in your life, with a relationship that you're having, nothing's really gone wrong. It's not a surprise. It's temporary. So you have to step back and realize that your old expectation that everyone should always get along at any cost, that expectation is what is not natural. And that's what we're working on right here. So what would happen if you stopped thinking that somebody else should do blank? Fill in that blank. Well, if you stopped thinking that, you would become more accepting of other people being and thinking and feeling and acting different than you. You would become more accepting of you, even if your views and your desires aren't in sync with mainstream rest of the world. This creates less conflict and helps you have the ability to experience conflict and feel strong and peaceful even when things are not yet resolved. You separate yourself from those conflictual thoughts. And the end result? No visit to the kitchen, unless, of course, you're hungry. And that's our big goal here together, right? How can you manage your feelings about conflict? Try some of these on. Try these thoughts on. Borrow them from me. I'm an individual, and so is she. Of course, we don't always agree. I can't see her point of view, but I guess she can't see mine either. Even though I may not understand what he's saying, I'm choosing to believe that he's doing the best he can. Even though my child isn't doing what I asked them to do, it doesn't mean that they intend to disrespect me. And here's a big one. I want you to try this on. I can feel the discomfort of conflict and just allow it and sit with it. It will fade away if I don't get stuck in it and keep replaying it. There are lots of ways to get through conflict and stressful times without turning to food. Stepping back and looking at your perspective compared to what I'm sharing with you today is the big way. Time also helps. Talking helps. Writing out your feelings and thoughts help. They give you perspective. They let you see what's swirling around in your mind. Sometimes something simple, like even changing your location helps. Just get outside. Take a walk down the hall at work for just two minutes. Or pausing and doing a mental reset will help. Taking a mental break. There is one way 
of trying to get through conflict that will definitely not help. Eating and turning to food, not the answer. It's only a temporary distraction. You'll feel worse about yourself because the problem, whatever the conflict was, will still be there. And you'll know that you just slipped into a habit that takes you further away from where you want to be. Remember, our goal is just to become natural eaters. So eating doesn't do anything to help resolve the conflict. It doesn't help you manage discomfort or practice managing conflict. It doesn't teach you that feelings can't hurt you. They ebb and they flow on their own. The food doesn't change your feelings. It just distracts you for a little while. So there isn't a really good valid reason to choose food as a way to cope with conflict. Is it time for a new perspective right now? I hope that you say yes. So try some of these thoughts on right now. I am a woman who doesn't expect everyone to agree with me about everything. I expect some conflict in my life. It's normal in all relationships. And just because conflict is uncomfortable doesn't mean it's bad. I can manage my emotions when I'm in conflict. Just like other emotions like fear and worry and anxiety, I can manage myself without using food as a band-aid. Understand and accept that some conflict will be in your life, but that also doesn't mean that you don't have boundaries in your relationships. And that's a topic for another day. It's a big topic. But I want you to just be aware that you want to identify what your boundaries are and make them known to other people in the relationship. Conflict doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you or the other person. It doesn't mean it's the end of everything or that something drastic has to happen. Conflict can be resolved. You can handle conflict without turning to food, my friend. But you have to choose a new way of coping. And you know what I'm going to say, practice, practice, practice until it comes naturally to you. Okay, that is it for our coaching session today. You know what you're going to stay focused on. I want you to be aware of what we talked about today. The next time conflict comes up, and it will, it will. So be ready to try to look at it differently. Remember, if you'd like help from me to end your emotional eating, the place to get that and take the next step from everything you're learning here is in the Freedom Group. So join your spot on the wait list in the show notes, and I hope to see you there soon. Or just go to weightlossmadereal.com slash group so you can be notified as soon as we open for our next enrollment period. That's where we can take what we talk about here and personalize it for you on a much deeper level. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and all that habitual overeating step-by-step until they both become something that you used to do. We both know that's your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.